Welcome to the Classic Car Corner podcast. We are glad you can join us here today. We have a great guest here tonight, but first, a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic Euro Hybrid Electric Classics Diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. Five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and today we welcome Dr. Sean McGuire, who has recently purchased a 1963 Studebaker Avanti and has an exciting new ride that actually delivered today, a 1972 Jensen Mark III. So, Dr. McGuire, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So, you pull up in our driveway in the 1963 Avanti. We'll start with that car first. So, 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 talk to us. How did you, how did you come about this car? So I think I told you uh, before, I, I, I'm not a car guy. I've never been a car guy. I didn't grow up around cars, fixing cars, or really um, not that interested in, um, in, in cars in general. And, and, uh, and that's just being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I remember that car, I think, when I was, I don't know, maybe 15 years old, um, coming upon a car show. I think we were in Palm Springs. And, uh, and there was a bunch of these weird looking cars and I guess it was an Avanti, uh, car show. Um, and I just thought, you know, that's such a cool, um, design. It looks sort of, uh, like, uh, the George Jensen, right. um, and it just kind of space age and unique. And so I, I always thought about that car and, and, uh, I never considered myself a, a car buff in any way and was not interested in collecting cars by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always have thought about that car was always in the back of my mind and had an opportunity to, to, to buy one and, uh, got really lucky. Um, this, uh, this is a 63. It's, it's really in very good shape. Mm -hmm. I I think it's, um, for the most part are all original. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh. And, and it and it dry it starts and it drives right. exactly and it stops. <laughs> and one of the beautiful things was it was local, so you didn't have to worry about not seeing it. You went up to it, you saw this car, and you're like, "Hey, I think this might be a pretty cool catch." That's right. It, and it, it literally was in a barn. It yep. was um, in a, in a lady's barn, uh, yeah. and it, I think she bought it at auction at, okay. um, at some point. But it just kind of sat there. Um, but you know, got a new battery in it, started right up, and. You know, haven't had any problems since, that's knock great. on wood. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so um, th- one of the unique characteristics about this car is it's all fiberglass. And right. there were, it was a short production car from 62 to 63, if I remember correctly. That's right. And so um, so there's some unique characteristics with this vehicle. Um, what do you like most about it? Well, I, I just like the styling. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not really... Uh, to be honest with you, that interested in performance of a car. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a plastic surgeon by training, and uh, and, and, a, and therefore uh, you like plastic cars. Yeah, and plastic cars. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the shapes of things right. and the look of things, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's really what drew drew my attention to that car, and uh, and so the I guess my favorite feature is just the body style. Right. It has a lot of futuristic aspects to it. Like, yeah. Uh, the fiberglass body, the uh, clear lens covers mm-hmm. over the headlights right right the aerodynamic there's like the little uh piece that goes through the body from the nose all the way back to the gauge right it's very very airplane-esque yes. right just like the jetsons just like uh, the jetsons. i mean if you can imagine george jetson's 
car instead of his little spaceship <laughs> with the big bubble back window. You know, the windshield, the front windshield is not small or that big, mm-hmm. but uh, it's got a unique back windshield. Two pieces of fiberglass. You have the front entire housing up into the door, mm-hmm. and then you have the rear right. and the hood is all one piece. So you have the front the back and the two doors right. off fiberglass very it, unique it, it looks like it it could fly like george jensen's yeah. uh exactly george jensen's car right well right. and the back glass is flush mounted this it, is 1963 mm-hmm. flush mounted right. glass so it's got the integrated c pillar mm-hmm. if you think about it yep and then interesting it, uh, the, the side mirrors mm-hmm. have just the the the, the right. shape and the it's like they're cutting through the wind it's like it's going fast sitting still ah exactly um, so not we many talked about the inside yet. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> not not many cars like it. It's definitely uh, uh, like a one a one of its own for sure. Well, so so from what I read, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it was um, Sherwood Egbert. Yes, yeah. So I think so. I think he was the president of Studebaker at the time. Okay. And my understanding was that uh, the company was in really bad financial straits, right? And 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 they happened to be, I guess, the oldest. Studebaker was the oldest. Um, manufacturer of automobiles mm-hmm. in the United States, right? Because they started building coaches in 1862. That's yeah, that's that sounds about right. right. And they uh, they built electric vehicles as well, which is really kind of cool. Um, and and they had a, a really good long run, but they were really in financial straits. And uh, this car was kind of built to to save the company. I think that was the intention. Um, they wanted to come up with a, a sports car that could potentially take on the Corvette. That's exactly right. Right. So, um, so they they engaged uh, Raymond Lowy, um, who is a pretty he's kind of the father of industrial design, um, designer of locomotives and um, and airplanes, and uh, actually he uh, designed the original shape of the Coca Cola bottle. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of sex those sexy curves, which uh, you can kind of see in in the Avanti. Um, and so uh, they, they, uh, the story is that he um, holed up with a couple of other designers, and they designed this, um, this vehicle, uh, the, the style, the, um, the body itself, uh, over a weekend um, in, in Palm Springs. Nice. Um, they rented a house. Um, they made some models, and they, they got to work. So, um, and and they, they put it in production. I know they had problems with, with production, and they, like you said, they... they they made them in 62 and 63, and I think the the company went out of business the following year or so. Yeah, And that's unfortunate because it, it, this came in both a non- and supercharged engine. So it, when you hear the engine specs on it, it's, it's, a, it's a hot rod. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first real hot rods. This is pre-'70s, and you've got a muscle car that's coming out from Studebaker. Right. So, it was supposed to, so I guess it was supposed to be their flagship at that time to right. bring it back. Now you're going into the inside. The detail and the designing on the inside is still spectacular. Oh, it too. is. Oh, it's exactly right. Yeah. So some of the the the, you know, the features, the the levers that are used, kind of uh, remind you, I guess, of like an airplane cockpit and some switches above, um, uh, near the 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 headliner um, to to operate the the heat and air. Um, so it's just really kind of unique. Um, the, the all the gauges and dials um, are are just really cool. It's definitely one of the cooler dashes that I've seen, even in modern day cars. You know, they got all the bells and whistles, but for 1963, the gauges, the way it's 
in there. It is futuristic, and you got everything right in front of you with the buttons. They're chromed out. It looks really nice. It's yep. really cool. It is. Absolutely. The levers are all T-handles, so they look like the little landing light switches on uh, on jets now. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It, it's so yeah. cool in that it, it's truly a cockpit. Mm-hmm. It's not just because you think. You're, we're, we're looking at it, and we're thinking, okay, 63. Right. I mean, usually you've got the big, long Cadillac Buick dash that has one big needle that, right. you know, it's like a record player arm going across the dash. No, this this is... This looks 1970s style, mm-hmm. and then the the numerals are very old English looking. Right. Sp- it's really cool. That is cool. It's such a cool car. No, it's, that's exactly right. So so it's equipped with the 289. That's right. And I guess they refer to that as the jet thrust engine. Is that, that sounds right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So so uh, so I mean, as far as get up and go, this it's paired with a what, a three speed automatic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yep. it's, it's adequate. As far as get up and go, it's adequate for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, the funny thing is, like I said, I'm, I'm not a, I'm really not a car guy. We're, we're working on, you. yeah, We're yeah. working on. Oh, I'm. <laughs> trust me, I'm. Get, I've, I think I've got the bug. Well, well, right. So, so Dr. McGuire, you were you acquired this what three, four months ago? Yeah. And then just today, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, you decided you want to buy a Jensen, which we'll we'll get to here in just a second. Yeah. So, the, so. the other the other car that I really had my eye on um, was also uh, Raymond Lowy design, the, the uh, Studebaker nine. 1953 Starliner uh, yes. Coupe, yep. which is a hardtop, really, really cool yep. um, car. Yep. Uh, and I, I may have told you, I, I almost got... Um, the red one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and almost got scammed on that car. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've told this story, but, uh, um, but yeah, buyer beware. Right, right. Yeah, you do have to watch watch where you get these things from, that's for sure. Um, so Avanti means forward in Italian. That's right. So that was kind of a cool name that they put on this. So you learned some Italian today. I, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, as that, as that, did I. Uh, forward. <laughs> forward. I did, right. Or as, or as they say outside of Kentucky, forward. Forward. That's forward. Right. That's right. Forward. <laughs> nice. Forward. Nice. I wonder why they named it that, Avante, forward. Uh, forward thinking, forward design, possibly. I would, you know, it's got an enormous mm-hmm. front end for for the size of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. I'd like to. That'd be an interesting look that up. Search for yeah. sure. And I did say this is the car that launched the whole idea of the Coke bottle design. Mm-hmm. This is the car that did it. Yep. Because of there you go. Right. It's Coke bottle design. And I've always wondered. I've always heard. Well, this car is more like the Coke bottle design. Like, what are they talking about? Right. Right. Oh, Avani. Yeah. Studebaker. Right. That makes sense. Well, because uh, you you were talking about how they were down in Florida. And I think one of them just took a piece of paper and said, "Here, let's let's sketch this car." And yeah, no, it thing. was it was uh, it was Palm, uh, not Palm Beach, but Palm, Palm Desert, Palm Springs, Palm Springs, yeah, gotcha. in California. Gotcha. So California, in the yeah. desert, um, so I probably did the sweat lodge thing, and, and you know, and that kind of <laughs> got all kinds of visions, <laughs> and that kind of fits with the uh, kind of mid-century modern aesthetic that I've, I've always been interested in. I, you know, the, um, you know, as you know, I have a building uh, for my practice. Uh, here in St. Matthews in in, uh, in Louisville, and uh, it, it was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright's firm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got a lot of the same kind of lines, and, and that mid-century modern design is so, just something that, that really interests me. Right, gotcha. Uh, it's, it is really, really cool. If you take another look at it, too, just one more thing on the outside is the chrome bumpering. Uh, it's very similar oh, yeah. to Corvette, the, the 60, early 60 Corvettes. 
mm-hmm. with the chrome bumper. Oh, yeah. Because it's small, but it's around every curve. Even though the front end's a little square, that every part of it is chromed out in the thin chrome. It's not the big heavy-duty you know, chrome. Dimension. And even the, the rear's got that nice thin chrome bumper across the back. Yeah, that front yeah. bumper is really, really cool. It's something. Yeah. It's, it's unique. It's yeah. very delicate. Yeah. But has power to it too it, it it's you know it's not that bumper that i can tell you that the buick electra had or our oldsmobiles right had where you right. can you know yep yep <laughs> take six park a train set take six it. people to lift <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah one of the cool design features of that car though if you look at it from the front it doesn't have a Grill, like a radiator. Grill. That's right. Right. So there, there is sort of a grill that's kind of tucked yep. underneath. Right. But it doesn't look like a, a typical yep. grill. So the yep. airflow comes up, comes yep. up underneath. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that's certainly futuristic, for, forward thinking, as we'll call it. There you for, go. For the Avanti. Very Avanti. Very Avanti. Does this have front wheel drum brakes, or is it disc brakes? Because uh, I read that this was one of the first ones that I guess there weren't front brakes on cars at this time, but they had. Front wheel brakes as well. As oh, back that, brakes. That's a good question. Don't know. So that was what we were reading. I was reading that. I got you. Earlier. Okay. So, cool. This had this had innovation in it. Oh yeah. Especially curved windshield. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- yeah. And the the interior. What are, what are because the interior is very, very unique to the period. It's very forward. What are some of the aspects that you like the most? Because it looks like the back seats are molded. That's right. So there's uh, you know, bucket seats, obviously, for the front. And the, the back are almost like bucket seats. You know, with a, It's a bench seat, but um, they are molded. Uh, and, and then, like I said, the, you know, all the levers and gauges and, and, and switches. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the interior is almost as sexy as the as the uh, exterior of the car. Uh, there is a, a special feature, which I thought was kind of interesting. There's in the glove box, as you open it, there's a little vanity, uh, not just like a, a mirror, but like this whole vanity uh, case or yeah. tray that pops out um, with a mirror so that, you know, I guess you're... Your, your date could put on uh, her lipstick and, and get ready um, as you're going out. So that I've never seen anything like it. No, that's right. It's certainly unique. I haven't seen anything like it in any other car either. Yeah, it's an entire vanity shelf. Right. It, it pops up right there. And the back seats, as far as how they're molded, it's kind of a design that you see, you'll see Porsches on 911 back seats. Yeah, but this this is a use this is a usable back seat. Like you yes. can actually put two or three, you know, two people at least in the back fairly comfortably. Mm-hmm. But the, again, nineteen sixty three, and you have these molded, almost like bucket like seats that are comfortable, right, for whoever's sitting in there. Yeah, it's I, I'm blown away by it. Mm-hmm. And it's nineteen sixty three technology, right? I mean, it's just. It's just a cool car. You just won't see. It. So there were what twelve, thirteen hundred of these things made. I think that's about right. Okay, and so I'm sure half of those are probably in existence now. So I mean, it's a rare car. Yeah, you, you won't. I haven't seen any roaming around here. And then, and then there was, uh, you know, there was a, a period of time in the '70s where uh, the Avanti Two was manufactured, not by Studebaker. I'm not sure who licensed it, mm-hmm. um, uh, and maybe it was a it was a company in, in Detroit. Um, that that made the Avanti, the Avanti Two, which uh, was pretty much identical uh, to the Avanti, but I think it had square headlights. Right. Uh, I don't know what was under the hood. Yeah, and there's more of those out there. 
Yeah. They're, yeah, and those are the ones that I saw. So when you see an actual Studebaker Avanti, it's going to have circle headlights, not square headlights. Mm-hmm. And it's got a Studebaker badge on the back. Right, 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 right. Yep, that's right. Well, according to, to again, what I read, the Avanti was the first production car to reach 170 miles per hour. That's right. Yeah, apparently 179 miles per okay. hour. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think the the intention was to, to beat the Corvette, and at least those years it, it did. Right, right. Go ahead. That's so cool. We're going to take a quick moment here and ask our listeners to please check out our uh, sponsor, G.D. Herring. G.D. Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And you probably got here from our new website, theclassiccarcorner.com, where you can access our shows, learn more about us, and what we're all up to. We're speaking with Dr. Sean McGuire, talking about an Avanti, and... A brand new addition to the family. That's exactly right. Congratulations. That's I right. guess. Proud yeah, Papa. Oh, it, it, yeah, that's right. That's right. So so, so, talk to us about today's, which is what, the uh, 7th of March, everybody, uh, acquisition. So you, so what did you get? Yeah, so like I said, I, I guess I'm kind of catching that bug. It's, it's, an, it's an insidious uh, bug <laughs> right. that, that you all have exposed me to. Right, right. Um, and I, you know, started started looking at uh, other interesting designs of cars, and I mentioned the the nineteen fifty three uh, Studebaker Starliner, which is a really cool design. Um, and then I don't know how I came across this um, nineteen seventy two Jensen Interceptor. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Jensen as a, a, a auto manufacturer. I've heard of Jensen Healy. Mm-hmm. That That's certainly right. I'd yep. heard of. Sure. Yep. Um, but you know, again, I, I, I looked at that body style, I looked at the styling and I just thought this is, this is such a unique design. Right. Um, so I started looking at those and, uh, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole if you start, you know, looking, um, uh, on the internet and, and, uh, and reading about these things. Mm -hmm. Um, so this car came from California. Uh, I bought it, you know, sight unseen, which, uh, you know, I'm sure, not everyone would, would agree with that, but uh, it's a California car. Um, was advertised, uh, uh, you know, on a, on a website, a, a dealer that that sells a lot of classic and exotic cars. And um, went back and forth uh, with the dealer and worked out a deal. And uh, it was just brought on a truck, uh, and I got it today. So um, it's been a great it's been a great day. So it comes off the truck. Uh, I was able to. To kind of look at the um, uh, the undercarriage mm-hmm. and pretty thoroughly and didn't see any rust, which was uh, that was uh, That's the main that thing. was encouraging. Right. Um, and off the truck, it uh, had a little trouble starting. Um, I think the battery at least um, needs to be replaced. Maybe the alternator had some difficulty after um, charging it for a while. It did start, um, and uh, within you know a mile of of leaving. Uh, um, the truck that it came off of it it stalled in the middle of a fairly busy intersection um and cars are passing me and honking and um you know so uh somebody somebody came by and 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 did jump me after charging uh off of his battery for a period of you know five minutes probably was able to start the car um and just went straight home uh but you had a critical fuel situation going on well yeah so (laughs) i so the so it was low on gas Uh uh 
They didn't deliver it with a full no, tank of gas. No, they didn't. Where's the service anymore? No, they didn't. Even CarMax does that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there may have been a quarter tank, and I burned through that pretty mm-hmm. pretty quick. Um, I don't know what the mileage is. Uh, I don't know what the miles per gallon yeah, right. on that vehicle well, is. But I, I hate it's to got a big engine. With, with, yeah, so your 440 engine. Uh, that's equipped with it, this car is equipped with. Yes, your miles per gallon is not going to be all that great. Let me just tell you, you're right. or gallons per mile. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but but you're going to have a blast with this yeah. car. Actually, you are. Yes, uh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be a very fast car, very quick car. Exactly. And you know, I just looked at you know some pictures online, and its body style is similar to the Avante. It's not squared like the Avante, but it's got the big front end. The cockpit area mm-hmm. with the, the the bubble glass in the back. back right. Uh, yeah, I had to look a, it up too. Uh, a very unique looking car. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Yeah, that's a good find. So uh, yeah, and it's quirky. You know, it's quirky. It's it's a British car. Obviously, uh, the the brand is British, um, but the styling is is uh, is Italian. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was designed by uh, a design. Uh, house uh, in Italy that I think designed Ferrari or Alfa Romeo, um, well-known Italian design firm, um, with a big Chrysler 440 V8 engine, right? Um, with uh, the interior styled in the kind of the British tradition, you know, really rich uh, leather, right? Um, and burled walnut, uh, nice. you know, dash, and mm-hmm. right. uh, really, really comfortable, luxurious interior. Sure. Is sure. it an automatic or stick? It is. It is. They didn't make so. that many um, manual transmissions uh, in those cars. Very few. Gotcha. Well, he said he's not big on the horsepower earlier, but I have a feeling once you get that <laughs> engine tuned <laughs> right. up and running the way uh, it needs to run and the way it should run, you may change your mind a little bit. Yeah, I got a little taste of that, actually, because I did <laughs> take it on the highway. I had to take it on the highway to get home. Um, and yeah, I did feel that and there, there was something, um, there was something there for sure. Yeah. When you keep pushing and you keep getting pushed back, uh, it's fun to drive. Yeah. It's such a unique, when, when you, our listeners go out there and Google it and look up the pictures of this car, when you see this, you'll think, okay, I, I, I looked up the, the name, it's a Jensen and you'll see, oh, that's not an Austin Healey. Oh, that's not a Maserati. Because you could easily see a, a Trident going on the back pillar. Oh, sure. Right. right. Or it's not a Alfa Romeo. It, I mean, it has, it shares a lot of period mm-hmm. style. Yeah, the GTV, of, like uh, Alfa Romeo, kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. that. That same kind of body style. Right, right. Well, yeah, the profile of that car is just really elegant. Neat. I think. Uh, for sure, you got you know as you mentioned, John. It's got the long, long. It's hood almost and, like an, an elongated two eighty, two forty Z. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With, 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 with only two headlights. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> right. with much, that one has four headlights, right. but much taller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little, that's what I'm saying. It's like a giant size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nissan. Definitely. Uh, two forty. Yeah. Right. It, it has very classic lines to it. it it's unique. A Datsun. Sorry. No, it's not a Datsun. It's a Jensen. No, the Datsun 280. The Datsun, oh, the Datsun yeah. right, right. No, the Datsun 240. Yeah, 240. Yeah. 240. Yep. Which, which our our lovely host has back over here in the in his backyard. I don't know how which he fits what in. That was referring uh, to. Honestly, I don't know how a six four guy fits in I, it. I, I fit in that car just as good as any other car. To be honest with you. Yep, I mean, I've driven it. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean it's 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 low to the ground. Yeah, you got. I, I anticipate that Jensen is too. I haven't seen it yet in person, but. 
I think they had 15 inch wheels on that car, which was stock yeah, it, back it then. is. Yep, that's right. It and is. it's it is low uh, to the ground. What color right. is it? Uh, it's British racing green. There you go. British Beautiful. racing green. That's right. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. With tan, kind of a saddle color. Gotcha. Okay. That's right. Uh, yeah. Leather interior. Yeah, right. 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 That's just gorgeous. Well, you yeah. know, here's can't wait to see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's what's cool about that, though. I mean, you've got a 440 block in this thing, and with it being powered by you know a domestic uh, build from back in the 60s, and, and obviously even into the days cars. I mean, you're going to have parts that are going to be available. The the schemato of the car shouldn't be too out of whack. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some British characteristics in there that might be a little bit different than than, but. Uh, you, you will have, as far as I know, the only Jensen in the Louisville metropolitan area. And that, to me, is really cool. <laughs> yeah. so, and you should right. be able to get almost all OEM parts for the engine. Oh, I would think so. Right. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. you should be able to get high-quality yep. parts yeah. yep. and not have to pay out the wazoo for them. Yeah, right. I, don't, I mean, other – yeah. I think uh, the, the electrical um, is a little bit concerning. I've just heard that there's some quirks in it, I guess, like a lot of British cars. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But and you know the Studebaker, I think Studebaker, uh, you know, parts are really pretty easy to find for those cars. Right. Uh, it was made up in South Bend, Indiana, and I think there's OEM parts available. But I think Studebaker International still exists. Okay. Yeah, it does. Right. Right. We've talked with a with a museum mm-hmm. uh, up, up in northern Indiana, and oh. they, they they surprised us that a lot of those Studebakers and older cars, there's plants that make parts for all of them now because they're popular again and right. just to keep them going there's an industry for parts and that's right problem. now for the jensen <laughs> you might be talking to some people that's more australian than it's british <laughs> right you might be talking to a, a barge out there and, across and, the across the pond right right yeah i've got two of them it's <laughs> still australian sorry so so have you have you done any like um research on clubs jensen clubs uh anything yeah so well you know and studebaker of course has uh, lots of active clubs and chapters of clubs and um and uh, no the jensen uh there's really the jensen owners club which is out of the uk okay um and they have you know lots of uh, a number of uh, american members but there is not a a american jensen owners club per se not yet anyway that's right? right there we go Tonight you might be hearing about a new club. <laughs> now, looking at pictures of the interior, is it true that on the driver's door is a sl- ashtray? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. There's ashtrays on both uh, of the of the doors, and there's ashtrays in the back. There's got to be, and there's ashtrays uh, in the console. Everyone's smoking back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just things that, you know, most of the kids that are out there watching that look at them and go, oh, what, is what kind of a storage tray would you have? <laughs> That's not storage. Right. <laughs> that is not where you put your iPod. Is that where you put your phone, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm going to clean that first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so so interestingly enough, uh, I don't know if you have Googled maybe some prior Jensen owners that, have, that were um, well-known. So... Um, We've got our friend Frank Sinatra, who owned a Jensen. I don't know if you know I didn't know that one. Uh, Roger Moore. Sure. Of course, James and, Bond. Well, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And My then, favorite, John Bonham. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, drummer for Led Zeppelin, yeah, of course. Ex- um, yep, yep. Met an untimely fate. but uh, yep. And then, uh, yeah, random, uh, Cher. 
Okay. Uh, Farrah Fawcett. I was just going to say one of my Farrah favorites. Fawcett. There you go. That's I had the poster. Right. I had the poster yeah. in my, Who in didn't? my bedroom <laughs> with the red bathing suit. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's fantastic. Uh, who else? Uh, there's a lot of there's a big a lot of big names um, that 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 drove those cars. Mm-hmm. That's kind of well. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, when you get everything up to where you want it to be, you'll bring it up to Cars and Coffee or something, oh, or to yeah. another car show, and show yeah. that off. Cause yeah. That sh- that should get a lot of attention. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I'm I'm new to this game, and uh, I'm excited to kind of join the community, as it were, yep. um, with uh, with those car shows, and uh, I think that Cars and Coffee uh, mm-hmm. that's done here in Louisville. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll have a, a, a great spring and, and summer season oh, for that. It'll, it'll be a blast, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, so yep. we're, we're, we're working on trying to initiate a couple car shows too, so we'll obviously let you know when that's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but having both the Avanti and the Jensen uh, uh, will be a, a great piece because, like I said, you're not going to see – I don't think you're going to see any other Jensens around. I have not anyway. I'm not aware of any. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, but, um, but I mean, obviously – what work you're going to you, – this car was just brought to you today, so you don't know the scope of work it may still need. But, you know, at the end of the day, it'll be a fun vehicle for you to, to learn about, toy with, and obviously enjoy. That's, That's right. Thing. That's the plan. All right. Yeah, I yes. can't wait for folks to see the interior because it, it, has, it also has a modern inside of it. It's got plenty of gauges laid out across, right. lots of switches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a cool looking car. I, I would looking at the interior of it, I would not expect it to be British. Really? Um it looks more it, it looks has more it, of an Italian it, it, look. It, well, right? to me it looked more Yeah. It had more of an Italian but also a little American muscle car kind of look to it. And maybe that's because it has that four forty in it. But it, it it's it's very cool though. It's 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 but it's very British because it's very laid out very sensibly. Right, and it's not ostentatious. It doesn't. It does what it's supposed to do. It doesn't draw attention to itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it, it's 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 such a neat car because I I honestly haven't ever looked at the inside of one of them before, and it's mm-hmm. it's very cool. Oh, it is. It is. It, so so <clears throat> when I was doing some research on this for tonight, um, I was just telling John earlier that uh, the the drive shaft in this thing um, is only about eighteen inches long. And I don't understand how that works. Well, well, it's it. So, so basically, you've got your engine block, then you got your bell housing for the transmission, and then you've got your um, drive shaft, and then it hooks obviously to the U joint. Yeah. So, so, but uh, you know, some cars the drive shaft's probably three, four feet, maybe in many instances. But this one's just got a real small one, evidently. What's the, what would be the advantage to, to that? I, it's just I don't know if there's an advantage or disadvantage, but the weight distribution, I would think, would be um, uh, they probably designed that engine closer to the firewall for some type of balance. Uh, center, yeah, balance, center of gravity or whatever. Uh, and they just had to engineer it with uh, maybe maybe a little bit shorter of a of a. Well, when you look at the interior, you can see that it kind of V's out, so it bows towards the firewall. So you can see that's probably you got the transmission, the bell housing right, right up there. into the cabin there. So it makes it a shorter, right? It's a shorter linkage to the uh, rear axle. Right. Yep. Yep. Is it, the, is this really the first cab for? It's not cab for. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Well, so uh, having read a little bit more about the Jensen, um, the FF, which is the Ferguson formula, was 
uh, a right-hand drive car, I believe. Yeah, I don't think they made any left-handers. Yeah, and it was actually the very first car uh, that I believe, according to what we've read, that may have introduced the four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive system back in the uh, 66 to 76, and it was in 70, up to 71. 71, yeah. Yep. That's right. And, yeah, I mean, Jensen would tell you that that's the first all-wheel drive vehicle. Wow. I mean, um, I guess Audi was, as always, kind of purported to be the first. The The all-wheel drive, yep. Quattro. Quattro, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, well, we obviously can't wait to see it. And I know you can't wait to drive it. That's right. And uh, so, like I said, um, after the podcast here, we'll just, I'll give you some more little things that I would look at before you cracker back up yeah and, I, and i've appreciated uh, uh jason's uh, help with with this uh oh, you know as you. a novice uh yeah. you know uh, there's uh, there, i i understand a lot of things i've gone to school for a long long period of time being a, a surgeon but uh you know i i, I guess I, i'm smart enough to know what i don't know and i'm <laughs> humble enough hopefully to to ask for help when yeah. i need it oh absolutely it, it, it and it's it's just fun i mean all these guys here tonight it's it, it you you bring a community together with these cars and all of a sudden you know you it sounds like you've got the bug uh, you apparently know, to, 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 to there's yeah. not a vaccine for yeah, it there's yet no. <laughs> well there is it's gasoline <laughs> and money and a lot More. of it. And money <laughs> right yeah exactly. gasoline and money no doubt no doubt whatsoever but uh no, it, it has certainly been great to have you on the show tonight here. Oh, it's Dr. my pleasure. Bar. And um, uh, so we welcome you back, especially once you have some of the um, um, fun with the car. We'd love to learn a little bit more about your experiences with it and, and how, it's, how it's gone for you for sure. So, but, um, so, uh, so thanks for joining us. And um, Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. And for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe so you're notified of new shows, and please leave us a review. And, again, check out our new website, www.theclassiccarcorner.com. And uh, also, we got a new book out uh, called Drop Throttle Oversteer, Collecting and Investing in Classic Cars. Certainly a fun little read for you for those who are interested in, uh, obviously, collecting and investing in classic cars. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.